a vacationer's paradise. And yet this region was once a stronghold for outcasts, thieves, and politicians. A savage race that vanished hundreds of years ago. But what if there were survivors? And what if they kept their existence a secret from the outside world? What if someone found out? The island where civilization as we know it has taken a bizarre turn. Who are you? I mean, all of you. Are you some kind of religious cult? The soul of Detroit. You answered around your question, right in my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You are qualified, MLB. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now? Hello, boys and girls. It's not your old pal ML Elric. It's just Mark and Sean. We do have a special guest sitting in, and we will check in with Elric in a little bit, who is out of town, but he's still checking in. Still put in a lot of hard work this week, just like Sean did. Good morning, Sean. You mean for the podcast or for the free or for the or for the free press? For the podcast. No, no, no. I'm just I'm still in shock because we were talking to Mike, you know, before we started recording here. And excuse me, ML or whatever it was. He what did he want us to call him? Can we can't even repeat that? Can we, Mark? Uh, I think he said King Dick. Okay. I think that is a literal quote. I think that is a little quote. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm I'm shocked at the creativity and originality in his lead in his column. He was bragging about how, maybe not bragging, but talking about how he started out with the pronoun, the personal pronoun, I. And that's fine. But what, what I was stunned by is that he made a Godfather reference. And I just thought that was so original. Well, that's a movie from the 70s, so he's seen it. You know what I mean? It's not in any lists or anything for greatest movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no no nobody's ever said just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in i i've never seen that before and i thought that was awesome that he did that somebody made a fredo joke and i was like wow how brilliant exactly never heard that joke about a, a kind of a loser brother or something. just don't say that to cuomo Crazy. chris cuomo okay because then he'll want to punch you i'm looking at ml right now this is weird he's yeah. where is he uh, he is up at one place i would never want to be but uh, I guess that's his job to be up at Mackinac for what is the official name of this, oh, the shindig? That's boring. <laughs> oh my God, does that sound boring? It's his job, though. Well, he gets to ride a bike. He loves to ride bikes. You don't have to pay for anything, right? I don't mind that part. It's the conference that just sounds so boring. But there's no fuel tank on a bike, so he's good. <laughs> the conference does sound horribly boring. Oh, I'd, I'd be in tears if I was there. Uh, before we get to him, though, I do want to welcome him. We actually have a new sponsor on this show. It's the really? Irish Coffee Bar and Grill. The Irish Coffee Bar and Grill. If you've ever been to the east side, you already know they have the best burgers in town. See, now I'm going to get hungry right off the bat. Located on Mac Avenue in Gross Point, Irish Coffee is serving up those delicious ground rounds for just $5 on Mondays from 5 to 11 p.m. Yeah, you can't get a good burger for less than five bucks. Uh, so $5 on Monday, 5 to 11. They also have Sloppy Joe's on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And whenever you go, you'll find great food and great vibes at a classic Irish pub run by Kennedy. So there you go. What could be more Irish than that? And if you see ML there, uh, be sure to ask him for onion rings because he loves to share. But he'll probably want you to buy instead. He might pick up the ketchup. Yeah. How you doing, ML? You there? You know, every time I think I'm out, they... 
they pull me back in. <laughs> There's the quote. There you go. <laughs> and I will say that that was from the least seen Godfather movie, so it's somewhat clever, but not really especially clever. So you're up Which in brings Mac- us to Sean Windsor. <laughs> so you're up in Mackinac for, uh, what is the official title of this Bacchanal? Boring! Yeah, I think it's something like the Detroit Regional Chamber. And as you can see, there's a grand hotel right there. The Free Press spares no accommodations. I'm right next door to the great place itself. But uh, it's like the something or other in policy conference. And there's all these people on the agenda. Mark Cuban's going to be here. Really? Uh, the governor's here. The mayor's here. So your Everybody peers. who's running for anything is here. Your peers. But really what... Well, I, I wouldn't say my peers. I'd say, you know, I'm... So- I think I'm a notch above politicians. Is that about Becky uh, getting dues up there? <laughs> yeah. So the whole thing is none of the shit on the agenda matters. It's everything that happens behind the scenes. It's what happens in the side rooms. It's all the meetings and all the fundraising and all the arm bending. That's why we go up there is to try and see some of that. And yes, I return to my newspaper roots and I get to ride a bike all over the place. So let that's me, how I started in this business. I find it very ironic that it's called a policy thing because I don't think they're really working on any policy. I think they're working on maybe the next step and getting elected. Am I being way too cynical there? No, that's true. In fact, when I came up here as a candidate, I was up here to try and raise some money and make some connections and win some endorsements. And I don't think I went to any of the sessions or any of that stuff. It was all about meeting people. And if you couldn't get some time with them one-on-one here... You know, they come to this island for a couple reasons. One reason is they used to do it on basically a boat where they cruised around Lake St. Clair and the Detroit River playing cards, drinking, and hooking up with hookers. And then uh, Nicholas Hood II, who is uh, the pastor at Plymouth uh, Congregational Church, his dad was a major, major player in Detroit. And he went on and he said, as a pastor, I can't be riding on a boat with hoes. So uh, definitely not, uh, this was pre-John C. Riley, yeah, And so, so they changed it to this island where you really can't escape, which is great, and they've tried to make it more professional. It used to be held over a weekend, which involved a lot of drinking, and now that it's during the week, there's just a lot of drinking. That's a great rundown. Mike, you know, I had a... Uh, Dismissive. No, 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 no. Here, here comes another rundown. <laughs> no, no, Mike, I, I've and walked. a letdown. So Drew is sitting in the chair I normally sit in, and I'm sitting in the chair you normally sit in. And from from Drew's vantage point, I would look at you all these years on my monitor, and I would just see, wow, you look, you look great. You know, you look handsome. I look terrible over there, and I thought, okay, maybe it's the lighting. And now I'm sitting in here, and I'm looking at my reflection in the monitor, not reflection, but myself in the monitor. And no, it's not the lighting. I look even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel, Sean. I mean, all I, I see feel- are big bags and ten chins and no hair. And I mean, the hair I can't control. But I always Mike think everyone is- else's lighting is better than mine, yeah. Sean. I always feel the same way. Just, Mike's just flat out better looking, and that, and that's really what I'm learning sitting in this chair today, Mike. <laughs> So does everybody who sit in that chair have to put down Sean Windsor? Because <laughs> I was going to say we need a new chair, but maybe that one's working fine. Yeah. Oh my God! By the way, Drew, I, I, I should can I tell you a quick story? Sure. It's not really. There it is. It, there it is. <laughs> Do you know about Sean's crutch, Drew? Yeah, I yeah. don't. That's my crutch. That's I my love, crutch. I love it's, it to death. It's a rhetorical, he, rhetorical question. Before he ever says anything, he says, "Can I ask a question, or can I say?" No, not everything. It's usually that's just usually a little segue. So. It's, it's not story. really a story, I'm by the way. I'm preparing to wait, make love to you, woman, and then the lovemaking commences. <laughs> or or not. Yeah. I mean, right? Go Prepare ahead, to be pleasured. 
tell us the story. It's not really a story, but so I, I wrote a column the other day, Drew, about uh, Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Lions, and of course Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, and their relationship and their kind of bromance. I get it done, I figure it out, and I start to uh, file it to hit send, and it disappears on me. Oh. oh. And I spend the next hour and a half, two hours in a just sweaty panic trying to find it, and I can't. Fortunately, it wasn't running the next day. It was running the day after, so there was a little bit of leg room. So the next day, Drew, I tried to reconjure it and spent half the day, and I could not because I knew what I'd written, but I couldn't remember word for word for what I'd written, so it was getting in the way. I don't know if you've ever had that kind of experience in life where you have something out there, you can't quite get to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, recorded things that were absolutely hilarious, like... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of interviews, phone calls, uh, and and you're laughing hysterically, and then you then I see that the record light is not on. Oh, I'll give you one, Darva Conger. Oh, that's right. We lost half an yeah. interview with Darva Conger, the important Darva Conger, who was on Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, and she was selected by Rick Rockwell, and we interviewed her, and she hung up on us. Which which at that time, and it's silly to think about it now, isn't it? Like we lost a Tara Conger interview, but yeah, at the time, nobody the, else had talked to her. No, it was it was a funny interview too, so that was disturbing. I think we've lost worse, but yeah, I I would think I would be able to reconjure something if I wrote it though. I can't. Maybe other people can. Maybe Mike can speak to this, but I I could not. I could, and I ended up writing another column. It was similar, but not the same. Actually, the second column was probably a little bit better. But I want you both to know. When I texted Mike, and uh, and actually Carlos Monaro is my colleague at the Free Press, and I said, because they'd been kind of bagging on me a little bit lately on, on a text thread, I said, look, whatever y'all throw at me, I deserve, I just lost my column, I am an idiot. Mike's... So hard on yourself. Mike's helpful, Mike's, Mike's helpful message to me was, maybe this, <laughs> maybe this system couldn't digest it. <laughs> it's that chair man we gotta get rid of that chair you're always so helpful so I think I can top all of that of course uh, you Roger, can because it's a competition of course that's right well you know King Dick but uh, just Roger make it about Waters. you that's the most important thing always I did I did real quickly I did say in the text thread that I they said what's the column about I said it's actually about how I have befriended the local versions of Trump and DeSantis, Trump being Elric and DeSantis being Menares, and how if we can all get along, then we can all get along, right? No? You know, you, you, usually, along? you usually save unflattering comparisons like that for when I'm running for office, but thank you for... Uh, <laughs> no, I was just thinking of, the, I was just thinking of the, the, the sort of the narcissism on one side and then just the resentful, angry trolling on the other with DeSantis. So it, it sort of made sense, no? Okay, now to me. Um, so <laughs> my, to me. My, my daughter was performing with some other kids with Roger Waters at Joe Louis Arena, and oh. they, were, they were brought in as a local kids choir to sing oh, the that. chorus for Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. Cool. And, and I was out there with a little digital handy cam that I recorded the rehearsal, which I wasn't supposed to do, and they told me not to. And I had my iPhone, and they said, you can only record the live performance. I said, okay. So we're going through the tunnel to come out, and I'm right in the front row, like closer than anybody, and I'm shooting this with my iPhone, which I'd never shot video with before, and I'm zooming in, and I got Roger standing on the stage, you know, with his bass banging, and the kids and everything. The lighting is beautiful. Everything is gorgeous. And then we go back into the tunnel, and I realized I had done basically the TV equivalent of a double punch where I had not actually activated the video, so I did not get any of it. Oh. And I 
I can still see it in my mind, and it was fabulous, and it's That's too it's bad no lost. one else can see it. Yeah, it's, and that was horrible. Did, and Roger Waters, for, for what it's worth, whatever his uh, personality is, is like to others, I'm reading Inside easy, Out easy by Nick Mason. Generally. Yeah, yeah, not exactly uh, <laughs> warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Apparently something happened to his dad in World War II, and he had some teachers he didn't like. I don't know. <laughs> but it only led to like nine albums. But anyway, he was super nice. He, he sent all the kids an autographed photo of himself, personalized to them. They were fed. They got oh. these, these cool T-shirts. And uh, when we were standing down in the bowels of Joe Lewis Arena, he walked by. He says, oh, look at all the kids with their moms and dads. And just waved and walked by and was, <laughs> in general, a very friendly type, even during the, the run-through up on stage. I, I, I've always admired him. And after that, I really really liked him. I'm just glad I wasn't in a band with him or a podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that means more to me than a lot of the things that I've heard about him that are very negative. I mean, the fact that he would really care about people that, you know, who it would mean a lot to that he realizes how much it would mean to them and he responds to that. that that's a great thing to hear about him. As long as they're not Jewish. Would, <laughs> we, would we ever play him on this podcast? No, no. But I think you're going to like today's song, which which we will get to. I want I wanted to ask you, Sean. Well, I thought ML couldn't be on the show today. What happened? He connected. He's here. He's now. always on the show. He's, no, I thought he, that I, you needed help because he couldn't participate. Well, I didn't oh, know. Do you, feel, do you feel duped? I do feel a little duped. Through? Yes, he does have to go ride his bike in a little bit. So I did want you for uh, for room seven six zero nine. Okay, the, will you will you? Uh, I will please, come get you. Okay, then. Thank you. Yes. Bye, th everybody. Thanks for well, teasing. Drew, yeah, thanks. Drew, for, I, I could tell how much fun you're having, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm having fun. I'm just, I feel n unnecessary. You can admit you were bored by ML's uh, no, story. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> I mean, I was. Oh, my goodness. I feel in, I'm intruding a bit. I, was, oh, you got I thought I do. was the third person, and I'm the fourth person. So. You're the first person. No, I, I, I think I can go be the first person upstairs better than I can be the, the fourth or third you down here. You can smoke That's down all. here. It's all right. No, I don't <laughs> want to smoke. No, 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 no. No, I wouldn't smoke down here. I will come come I, grab you when it's time. Okay. I yes, feel I a little duped. I think Drew is just trying to convert our massive YouTube subscriber base into a Drew and, and Mike his, subscriber base. He is base. all about gathering YouTube followers right now. As are we. What's the YouTube channel, ML? Uh, it's ML Soul of Detroit. We have a second hidden channel with 1.7 million <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> I can't tell you about that. But I would encourage everybody to subscribe to the Drew and Mike podcast uh, YouTube channel because they actually have a lot more content than we do. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Do you think it would help if there were no camera on me during the YouTube <laughs> portion of the show? Oh, everybody loves watching you. I, yeah, mean, I was thinking, it, kill it, the audio. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is the one halfway decent thing I have. So well, Stop beating yourself up. I wanted to ask you about a column you wrote about uh, Jameson Williams. Right? Yes, the sir. Lions uh, wide receiver drafted out of uh, Alabama, supposed to be the superstar. That's football, Mike. Yeah, I know. I, it's a safe bet. I knew that. I just didn't bet from our facility, which I know is against the rules. Now, Sean, am I just being um, sports regular old sports fan by claiming he's a bust and he's done and he's never going to amount to anything? For a 22-year-old? Yeah. Yeah, because your article is about giving him time and you know he realized his mistakes, which I believe you wrote it based off of uh, he did a stand-up with a bunch of reporters. No, I would have written that anyway. I just would... It was timely because he did do a stand-up with a bunch of reporters, and the Lions asked him to talk. He talked, and to his credit, he stood there uh, for a while and and didn't dodge any questions. And the, you know, the the tone was fine. So, and I know he doesn't like doing that. I was told that he a lot of players don't like doing that. Let's be real. But 
No, I would have written that regardless of whether he talked. Um, in fact, I did when it when it first broke. I just there, there are a few different things going on. You can think whatever you want about him as a as a human being and the gambling and and, and all that thing. But, but to as me, a player, to, to me though, it's not just the gambling. It's that you should know better than that. You've got to follow the rules. No, that's what I mean. No, for sure. He said he didn't know, which was sort of, but that's on him too, right? Because the Lions clearly talked about this mm-hmm. with their uh, with every player there. I mean, right? They they don't want to lose any players. It's not in their interest. Um, but I would say when, when you're 22, and and that's your biggest offense. Yeah, I, you know, I think you can overcome that. I think in some ways the social media stuff, you know, liking the Lamar Jackson to, to yep. Detroit is more problematic so does he get that does he understand that i don't i don't know that he does and that's what i wrote in my column I, I, and i think this is true of a lot of young people i there's this this weird conundrum with social media where it's public but if you've grown up with it you don't think it's public even though you know you're connecting with other people but it's it's the social part of the social media, right? You 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 put less emphasis on the media part and more on the social. In other words, it's kind of like for a lot of young folks, it's like hanging out at, at, at a park in high school at a kegger or whatever. I don't know if you want to go back to the 70s to Mike's era. Or you're just on a street corner somewhere or you're at the mall in the 80s. That's, that's social media to them. So it's sort of public, but it's also just a group of people hanging around ah, shoot, shooting the, shoot the crap. And you, you, you don't think of it Jamison Williams didn't like that thinking, uh, didn't hit that like button, thinking he was talking to a reporter from the New York Times, right? There's a, the, but the, how does he not get that now? Because he's not, he's not savvy enough at this point. I don't know no, if he ever no, will no, be. No, oh, we have I don't know if he ever will be. No, listen. I see this with my know, own kids. You know what I mean? It's y- just. Y- yeah, but your kids and my kids and Mark's kids don't have a team of people around them all the time saying, hey, be careful when you go out there. People are out to get you. You have to be careful what you do. They don't have nutritionists. They don't have coaches. They don't have advisors. They don't have tutors. If there's anybody who should know what the risks are, it's an elite athlete because they are surrounded by a support system that's constantly telling them what to do, what not to do, what to be careful of. This could cost you money. I mean, these 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 are the most sophisticated 22-year-old kids in the world and for them to claim otherwise is ridiculous uh, he's, they're, they're he's, he's, he's you you're messing up with the money and the fame you're, you, the brain chemistry doesn't change you, to call Jameson Williams sophisticated look i'm not going to sit here and bag on a a young guy like that who's who's got a long way from having that brain fully developed yeah, a but there's long a, way. I, I got a better chance of playing the first eight games of the season than he does, so I'm not that sorry for him. Six. But no, I'm not feeling sorry for him at all. I'm just saying if you're the Lions, of course you don't dismiss him. You know, he's got talent, and he hasn't shown oh, anything no, that, no, well, he, he's that he's egregious. Also, he's also, for the Lions, a commodity that they, you know, he's not sunk cost yet, but he, I feel he's getting pretty close to it, and I don't know when they, when they would cut bait on him. No, he's... Now, he's now, now would be too early, but I just, he clearly, to me, right now, was not worth the draft pick. He's a naive naive young fellow who's got a lot to learn. We will see if he learns. And to ML's point, look at all the athletes that don't make those mistakes on Twitter or social media. There's a lot that do, but a lot of them are Kevin able to... Ja Moran just cost himself, what, $30 million because Nike dropped his shoe? Because he couldn't help himself with Instagram. You know, yeah, I, I don't that's know... Another, ja- that's another guy that's not going to change. I don't know. A lot of people change from their early 20s up into their 30s and 40s. And I mean, 40s is a little late for pro athletes, but but you know what I mean? A lot of people do. 
My get, goodness. Get the bell ready, Mark. What you were know, you like here, at 22? <laughs> here, here's an analogy that I like to make at times like this. When Kwame Kilpatrick was screwing up, I talked to one of his advisors and I said, you know, why aren't you guys helping this guy? What are you guys telling him? You know, why does he keep screwing up like this? You guys are smart. You know what's going on. And this person turned to me and said, we it's are. not what we're telling him. It's what he's not listening to. He's doing what he wants to do. These guys do what they want to do. I think in large part because their whole lives they've been allowed to do what they want to do because they're incredibly talented. They're better and more special than us, and the rules don't apply to them. But guess what? Sometimes they do. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, it, it is just a, a like on Twitter. It is The gambling is a massive suspension. Um, but he's not, you know, he's not. And if he does it again, it'd be gone for a year, maybe longer, right? That yeah. that'd probably be it if he does that again. The the social media part of it, yeah, he's got he's he's got to grow up. I wonder how many more. We'll see uh, if he can. We already know the athletics are reporting that there's another player that they're looking into uh, on the Lions for violating the same thing. So, uh, is there going to be more and more and more? And why can they not learn this lesson that you got to play by the rules, the NFL rules, or else you're gone? Well. I no, you're right. I mean, they have to figure that out. They re- they really do because it's so easy. Just you have a FanDuel app on your phone, right? You're you're sitting in the cafeteria taking a break, eating your lunch, and you pop onto your phone, and it's the same with it's the same with getting on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok or whatever. And it's just it's right there. It's constant. It's all the time. And I think I think there's lots of folks that don't. How many times do you do you see tweets in particular? Or even Instagram posts or whatever. They're just, you're like, I can't believe you posted that. Don't you understand? Just in general. Don't you understand that's public? I mean, obviously, plenty of people, most people do. I would bet. And they understand exactly what they're doing. But there are a lot of people that, that aren't. I mean, I've just, I've just, I've watched it a lot. And, you know, Mike's saying our kids are different. I don't think they are. I, I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I got to check in with my kids, tutor, nutritionist, uh, position <laughs> coach, um, whatever else they get. Yeah, no, they're different. Now, another guy, who, I, don't, I don't know if he had been in trouble with Twitter or bad tweets or whatever, but now he's making the waves is former uh, Spartan running back Le'Veon Bell, who gave an interview and admitted that he, <laughs> he smoked weed or used marijuana before NFL games. He I, used it all the time. How is that even news? I. ML, that's kind of kind of what I was thinking. I mean, you don't want your athletes high on weed, do you? When you when you're playing the game, I mean, it's not a performance enhancer. I mean, I don't know. Robert Parrish used to have it sent by UPS to him on the road when he was playing for the Celtics because it helped him deal with his aches and pains, which I think but that's fine. Not only that, his performance, anxiety too, right? Um, I remember Mark Stepnoski, really, you know, the the former Cowboys center, was the first guy too that was really out there saying, "Hey, this is way." And then we're talking mid 90s where he's like this is way better than opioids or anything else for recovery but to do it before the game was was pretty wild um looking into i don't know i don't know Le'Veon bell but no, i was just do, do, i'm do sorry you know did, whether it affected his performance because you know was this in some of his down years or was this when no, he was a horse killing pro bowl. The, these were during his pro, these were during his pro bowl, pro bowl season yeah but looking how so good he could have been what's the problem i mean i got no problem with weed if, if it chills you out and, and you know what's going helps on mark perform better you know, it's not one of these things that's going to make you go faster or make you stronger. It's a depressant. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to perform for your team at the expected levels, 
on weed and and frankly you know that we got so many people on pharmaceuticals anybody who's getting shitty with somebody for smoking weed i'm like would you uh, rather they take whatever purdue pharma's jamming down your throat no, i'm I, sorry I, I, pass the duchy on the left hand side i'm ready to go so I, I get i get all that but you know what i um, do you i would never partake before doing a broadcast now, it's a terrible example just because your focus is off and I would think your focus might, you have to pay to a lot of attention if you're an NFL running back as to what are your protections? What are this or that? Could he handle it? Yeah. I mean, he was a pro bowler. I used, to, I used to have a friend who back in the college days worked at a really, really busy restaurant. This is down in Texas. And he would sit and, and take three, four espressos and get high as shit and then go in and wait tables where you have to have balance. And, and that's how he would get through the shift. It just, it got him into the right state. I get that. It's, everybody's got different chemistry. It was what we were talking about earlier. And yes, our kids are not different. How many times, Mike, did you say to your kids, don't do this, and then they did it? And how many times did you say, do this, and they did not? It doesn't and matter that you have people when they're that age in their ear. It's They're, they're young. My goodness. Here's what I never told my kids. If you do this, when I tell you not to, it will cost you millions of dollars. It I doesn't wish I could tell matter. You're putting, you're, you're equating money and acting like we can change evolution and human nature. No, these kids we have can't. a massive support system around. No, they, them. they don't. He grew up dirt poor in East St. Louis. What are you career? talking about? I mean, not not. What are you talking about? Don't you cover sports? Don't you see all these hangers on this NIL now has brought even more money into it? No, what I understand about this is exactly why I get it because I'm around these people and they're no different. They just have money and sometimes a few extra people in their ear. But it's no different than a parent saying, just like you've experienced this. I have Mark has a parent saying to your kid, and they have it takes them a while to learn particular things. And it depends. It's in one one of your kids is not like the other kid too, right? You might say to this kid, and they're like, okay, fine, they do it. The other one doesn't, and it's the same household with the same advice, more or less, right? It's just I don't know if he's going to find his way or not, but I think it's too soon at twenty two. And as far as dope, I'm with you, Mike. Yeah. If it if it gets you into a Pro Bowl, would, why not? Would you would you? How smoke? about we never draft anybody named Williams who catches footballs in the first round at the Lions? <laughs> okay. How about that? Well, there you go. He, he, Remember Mark, Mike you, Williams who took a year off and then went from <laughs> tight end to basically a lineman. And still thought he was a tight end. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, Mike, you you might be right. It it might be a would you say a sunk cost? Oh yeah, I That's think that was I said, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, where you? Oh, sorry, sorry. Don't keep yeah. chasing bad money just because you spent the bad money, you know. And in the NFL, it's you know it'll hit, hurt your cap, but you don't you can get rid of people. They do it all the time. They throw people up in. Um, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on the Michigan State Penn State move to Ford Field, uh, and I say that because I know ML, you're a season ticket holder, so now you're down one less game. I would never want my team to go play at a neutral site. But as a college football fan, I'm pretty excited about this game that is going to be on Black Friday, um, 7.30 at night on NBC. Do you have any uh, feeling about that? Does that bum you out? Would you rather that be at Spartan Stadium? Well, I, I think your team did turn down a neutral site game because of uh, uh, they, they wanted to have a certain number of home games mm. at oh, Michigan Stadium. the walk and so, talk. So, yeah, sorry, somebody's vacuuming upstairs. That's impressive um, how you did that. He's so they're not the only ones sucking here in the condo, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, so I'll answer, I'll answer geographically. Uh, my head is not happy. My heart is not happy, but my feet sure as hell are happy because it gets cold in that damn stadium. 
it's during a break. So you yeah. often have a lot of kids who aren't there unless it's a really, really key game. And uh, it's tough for the East Lansing businesses to lose all that commerce. But to have this team showcased on national TV on a night when everybody's going to be watching the Spartans, I think is great. I'm just concerned that these Spartans are not going to be able to put their best foot forward because Penn State looks pretty good. We're a big question mark. I think I read we have the second most difficult season or schedule in all of college football. And to end like this, depending on injuries and whoever our quarterback's going to be, you may see some Spartans limping into no bowl season, which has not put the program on the best footing. So if it was up to me, we wouldn't do it. But I do see advantages and disadvantages. And we have been told as season ticket holders, we will be able to buy tickets to that game, whether it's as many tickets we have now or not, I don't know. But uh, once again, this is money yep. ruining college football, and I'm sick of it. But is it ruining it? Because you just you said a, there were a lot of things about it that you liked. But none of those reasons were the reasons they did it. They didn't do it because it's cold. They didn't do it because yeah, no, the students won't money. be there. They didn't do it because it would showcase the university. They did it because M- NBC said, you are going to do it. But you know what? That that is independent of NIL or paying players. They would do it to get as much money as possible. Period. But this TV, these TV contracts are ruining college football. We're getting more money in college football than ever before. In theory, a good thing. Except all that money stays within the program. They don't make a million dollars from their TV contracts and say, "Guess what? Now we're going to allow underprivileged kids to go to this university on a full scholarship." They say, "Now we're going to pay our coach an exorbitant sum. Yeah. Now we're going to build amazing facilities. Now we're going to provide all these services for our athletes. Then we're going to claim they're underpaid and undercompensated, and then we're going to allow them to go say, "I need to make a million dollars because everybody else is making money off of me." How about we all just be part of this university? And be a line item in the university budget where TV money brings in a shitload of money to Michigan State so we can do a lot of things for all the students. And we make sure that our athletes are treated well and set up for the future. Instead, it's just, we got more money. Let's spend more money. Well, they have, you know, they, Outrageous. Have, they have to spend that money to maintain their this illusion that they're a nonprofit. I'd rather see the money go to those players, which a lot of them are, you know, underprivileged and from like, you know, poor areas. Like Jameson, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think Hunter Dickinson's underprivileged, and he still went for the money. So, I mean, people are going to chase a dollar whether they're rich or poor. And it's college sports should not be all about the money. And if, to your point, they're trying to keep all the money in the program to maintain some sort of nonprofit or charity status, then change the status. The college sports should be college first not sports first and they are sports first and i know arguing this makes me some old man who's trapped in another era maybe like on an island where there are no cars (laughs) but i'm i'm sick of seeing this special thing ruined by greed and by people who don't have anybody's best interests in mind except for themselves and themselves in this case is nbc i feel like that's a lot of hyperbole do you really feel well, what game, do you expect on this show? <laughs> not hyperbole. Do you really feel like the game is worse um, this past year or two years ago uh, when they introduced NIL? Let's just use that as, as, a, as a marker. Do you think the game is worse now? Absolutely, because I think Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman came to Michigan State because they thought it was the best place for them to play, to get an education, to spend their college careers, and they're both gone because of money. Hunter Dickinson 
came from the uh, sure. Beltway area to Michigan, was really mad about it because he didn't get the respect he thought he deserved on the East Coast. So he came to Michigan because he thought it was the best place for him. But a lot and of people, a lot of players. And allowed him to showcase his talents and do well. And now he's left because he can get more money. But Those before, are changes we've seen in just two years. But before that, we've seen players move because, oh, maybe I have a better chance of getting becoming a higher draft pick in the NFL or even making the NFL if I go to this school than the one I'm at. Isn't that, isn't that chasing the money? It wasn't such a free market back then, and I don't think – I mean, I'm sure you See, had coaches you whispering, hey, if you want to start, you can come down to, you know, XYZ State. Well, we got a spot a for you. We could use a guy like that. There's no question that kind of stuff happened. But now it's now it's just a, a, just a free market – I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. I, I think it's ruining the sport. But, but can, I mean, we, can we get back to the original question? What? What? Let's get back to the original question. Which right? is about, Jamison Williams cut him. No, the <laughs> the Penn State Michigan Mike State game. Better. The Penn the Penn State Michigan State game. Excuse me, Mike. Michigan State Penn State game at Ford Field. Right. Yeah. I I'm going to quibble with you, Mark, a little bit here. Sure. It's not a neutral site game. Oh yeah, it is. It's cl- it's no. You know what's a neutral site game? Michigan and Alabama at Jerry's Jerry Which World. Was awful. That was that's, that's a neutral site game. I went to that game. It was terrible. And you know? I never want Michigan to do that. Yeah, again. the Texas State, the Texas Stadium, the Cowboys Stadium. They've they why, host a big neutral site game. In fact, why do you say this isn't a neutral site game? Because that game in Dallas was eighty percent Alabama fans. I mean, that could have been considered yeah. a de facto Alabama. It's home just game. that Al- yeah, Alabama, Alabama fans travel more differently. This isn't a neutral because. The Michigan State season ticket holders are going to have an opportunity to buy tickets, but not only that, it's in Detroit. It's in the it's in the heart of the M- M- MSU's. Yeah. And where has Penn State really been recruiting hard lately? No, yes. but, uh, somebody no. wrote about that. Four four top recruits coming from Detroit to uh, Happy Valley. Don't like that at all. Yeah, but they're going to get those recruits anyway. They got that before this game. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be ninety ninety percent Michigan State fans. I would bet eight, maybe eighty. Mm. It's not going to be Penn anywhere. State, even- Penn State travels really well, Sean. And, and I'll tell you, even for the last game of the season, you see a lot of uh, Nittany Lions in the stands at Spartan and you Stadium. Do, Sometimes you do. it's embarrassing how many you see. They're, they're, that's a that's a strong fan. You base. do, and if Michigan State's three and seven, and and Penn State's you know nine and one or whatever whatever the records would be. Um, then yeah, you'll see it, it'll be different for sure. And it still is a neutral site game. I mean, the players. Their routine is different than a home game, which is always. Oh, it's like University of Wisconsin playing at the Packers Stadium or whatever. It's just, or or playing if there's a football. I don't think there's a football stadium in Milwaukee. Maybe there is, but but it, it's it's something similar to that. It's not. Uh, it's still within the region and the heart of that school's fan base. I want to, as, as do, do we know what the ticket allocation is? I mean, will Penn State be getting? More more um, more tickets than they would for Spartan Stadium. I wouldn't think so because no. I think they are describing it like Sean is, where they're acting like this is just it's a home, home game, game yeah. But I mean, but it's not. It's just not. But it, if, if, if you watch, if Michigan nope. State surprises people and they're and they're pretty good, they'll have ninety percent of the fan base there. They just will because that's how they're going to allocate, yeah. right? Oh sure. Well, and and I think I think you will see more Spartans than Nittany Lions there, no doubt. And you may see more Spartans in Ford Field than you would have seen in uh, in Spartan Stadium if the Spartans are even having a bad year because it's Weather. nice and warm, and uh, and well, they're probably selling beers. And it's in the heart of the alumni base, right? I mean, it's not like Michigan where the Michigan bases are 
all over the country. I mean, I know there are Spartan fan bases too. Or well, I mean, think, too, think about the Spartan fan base that say is in Grand Rapids that goes to every home game in Lansing, right? I mean, I know it's not that much further, but still, I don't know. I How understand. John Spirit get there <laughs> by bike. I understand why Spartan fans would be very upset. But I really understand. I feel bad for the small businesses who count on that home game every year for their budget. You know, that's. Some people can say, oh, that's that's life. That's how it goes. But that really sucks for them, especially with this short of notice, too. But and well, yeah, you're it's right. Also, Normally it's, it's also concerning that Alan Haller is saying this game, we won't lose money on this game. Like, we won't lose money on this game. I would think one of the reasons you do this is so that you can make a shitload of money. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. all about money, though. I think it's I mean, the way it was described. Oh, sure. The way it was described a little bit is it it's it, it is but more of a long game kind of uh, financial decision, right? That has to do with the the Big Ten's new commissioner and the relationship with NBC, right? It just I, I don't know that it gets them any more money immediately. Well, if their choice, no, it, if their choice, it gets them, NBC more money, right? But not Michigan State. Well, yeah. that, I, I'm going to jump forward then because uh, there was some feedback uh, specifically directed at Sean, but I think it kind of fits here. Um, in this, uh, let's see, Dan writes in, he said, since you're a sports columnist, he's directing this at you, Sean, uh, with kids at Michigan state, can you find time to speak to online gambling's impact on teen and 20 something year old boys? I mean, this is kind of what we're talking about with James, uh, Jameson Williams too. He wants to know, are you seeing it in your house? Could kids be hiding it from you as his kids were? I mean, this is something that has affected Dan Personally, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Alan Haller, the Michigan State Athletic Director, getting into bed with Caesar Sportsbook back in January 2022. It's a million dollars a year, $9 million partnership, and ending presumably because, um, let's see, Caesars is the official and exclusive sports betting partner and gambling partner of MSU Athletics. Um, how many canvas gambling addicts did Haller help create over the last 16 months? This is a life-destroying addiction. This is not a minor misstep to him. My opinion, Haller should be fired because of this. He helped feed boys crack cocaine, and I mean that very sincerely. Instead, local media will tiptoe around this and let him walk it back like it was just a minor thing. Okay. I, so what What he is suggesting is that somehow the relationship with Caesar Sportsbook and Michigan State directly led to Michigan State students either downloading an app on their phone from Caesar Sportsbook or thinking, oh, I want to start gambling now because the university I attend or the university I graduated from or went to school for, uh, went to school at for a while. Yes. Has a relationship now, and that makes – and I just don't buy that. Um, I think it's already super easy, right? We're inundated with it everywhere in our society. And uh, like I said, you pull your phone out and you can gamble if that's your thing. And there are many – like you just said, there are so many places where you're going to see ads for it. Yeah, and you can bet on all kinds of stuff, right? It's not – I mean, maybe you want to bet on your school. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe maybe it's not your sport. But I but I think his his question is, you know, this is, this is a university, right? This is right where a lot of kids are under the age where you have to be to gamble legally. Is that irresponsible? Now, we, we don't see – we don't see booze. We don't see alcohol. We no, don't see but you see it right outside the stadium. No, I know, but but it's not. We don't see uh, Coors Light, the official beer of Michigan State Athletics. No, which of course is ridiculous and hypocritical. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to come down. Yeah, we it. don't drink Coors Light. Well, no, Bud Light. I'm no, sorry. You're, you're, you're more of a natural light guy, which is cool. It's I, Bush Light. I'm more of a, a PBR guy. Well, but before it became a history. Joe beer Bell in the 90s, back in the day. I drink the PBR. Yeah, the the Paps with with my my dad, uh, my best friend's dad, who was a truck driver. In uh, in the seventies, so See, any, I always drink. I always drink Bud Light, but apparently we're not allowed to drink that anymore. Uh, what about Miller? 
highlight. Cancel. Miller's, Miller's gross. Did you buy it at Target? Huh? <laughs> do, you, do you buy it at Target? <laughs> what a concept! Don't even think about I'm that. Out. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. It's it, you don't you don't think it's the fault of the university because there are plenty of other no. Vices but out we like to way. pretend. You know, you go up to speaking of Spartan Stadium, you go up to Spartan Stadium. What's surrounded it on a Saturday morning? Ten after ten after ten, or canopy after canopy after canopy, with all kinds of liquor and and wine and beer. Probably not a lot of wine. But uh, right, people are get, people are getting hammered. They allow alcohol on the campus, but people are bringing that. And and here's here's the distinction. Yeah, that I mean, I the Condonia they're not banning it from the campus. No, but but the university also isn't endorsing it. I remember they are because they make money from those tailgaters. Wait one one second, Mike. Those folks would not. A lot of those folks would not come if they couldn't go get smashed before going you, to the you're game. Right. There's not. A they would not. There's not a direct endorsement of it. But, but it's they, if absolutely. They, if they thought it was bad, then they would they would not allow. It. Just like they don't allow drinking in. But they the want those people in the stadiums. Yeah. So of course they're going to let them drink. It's it's bullshit. I mean, I don't care, but I'm just saying for them to say on one hand over here, oh, we don't want this relationship, and to do it under the table under over here, that's what they're doing to me. There's only one reason why you see those big banners in Spartan Stadium next to the scoreboard that say Caesar's Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Spartan Stadium. It's because the athletic, direct, the athletic department has become this insatiable beast that is consuming every resource that yep. will come its way. It's because there's so much money in college sports, because there's too much money in college sports. They will take money from anybody just short of the devil, and maybe the devil just hasn't made a good enough offer yet. And that's what makes me sick about it, because you used to do everything you possibly could to keep even a discussion of gambling away from college athletes. It ruined careers. There's those kids in Toledo who were shaving points. The career ruined. Now he could be paid NIL money to sponsor a gaming website that's obscene it's it's just not right and i do think these kids are vulnerable and i hate these jamie fox commercials where he's having so much fun making a movie he stops to place a bet when kevin garnett mm-hmm. or somebody's placing a bet or any of our big influence are doing this because it leads kids to believe it's it's like the reason we we banned cigarette and liquor ads from tv for a long time because it looks so glamorous the kids wanted to do it, it looked like it it's what makes me an adult betting whenever you can seems like it's really cool because Jamie Foxx is really cool. Well, guess what? It's not really cool. And you can get carried away and you're going to lose more often than you win. And if you got money to lose, so be it. But if you don't, and kids on campus generally don't have money to lose, and if they do have money, it's their parents' money, it, it's, uh, it makes me sick. I'm with Dan. I think it's terrible. I don't know whether Haller had a choice. I don't know if that contract was in place before he became the AD. But let's try and keep some of this crap away. I just you got to learn to navigate it. To me, you, you get, that's part of growing up. You got there are distinctions you make. You give a sixteen year old like a car, Jameson Williams did. You get you get a sixteen year old a car. You hope he's not driving a hundred miles an hour, right? Like uh, Mazzy but Smith we let him. We let them get out on the freeway. It's far more, um, which is a lot per- more pervasive today than it than it ever has been. You know, every, every it feels like everybody is gambling now. Oh, I remember, I, I, I remember gambling up, in middle school but for a quarter or whatever, and through high school, it just wasn't official. It was like I, a lot of other things in society back then. It was all under the table. I, I'm, I'm with you, I, and I'm, I'm really torn about this because I love gambling. I think it's great. I don't care I'm, about I'm, gambling. I'm, I'm a, but I, I, I personally am, am able to control it, and some people aren't. And I, so and the I question have, is, do you make it easier? and more accessible for those people who can't control it very well 
Same with, uh, you know, drugs in general. Or right? liquor. Yeah. Right? Or anything that, that's potentially eventually dangerous in a society. No, I'm with you. And I, and I have a lot of a, a tremendous sympathy for people that have addictions of various kinds. And, and, and we need to have systems in place. But there are, there are always going to be ways to gamble or to take drugs or to drink if you're underage. I mean, the question is how easy and how accessible do you make it for everybody? And, uh, and, and we are going to see beer ads in these stadiums soon, too, because when they start serving, huh. when we can buy beer in the stadiums, it's just a matter of time before there's a big old sign out there. And they're going to put in very small type, well, not, please drink responsibly. For sakes, man, stadium. when I was a kid in Tokyo, they had vending machines on the streets that sold beer, and the kids there didn't, didn't abuse yeah. it. They right? They just didn't Except do it. Except when you got wasted and stole that moped. <laughs> that's their society. That, I, mean, cult, I, mean, I don't that, know that, if that's, that's still true. It's a cultural thing. That's exactly yeah. my point, yeah. though, right? It, it's what are we gonna? What are we gonna? Where I, are we gonna put our emphasis when, on? And what are we gonna say as a society? I fully think they should sell the booze inside because it's better than everybody binge drinking and then going inside instead of you know maybe managing a buzz throughout a game. People will just pile in as much booze as they can. And then go in, which which is far worse. By the way, Dan, I've not seen it with my kids, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. Sure. And I feel right. bad. I feel bad for them. I know they play fantasy football or have, and that's a form of gambling. It's a, a slow roll with a gamble, right? But uh, you put your money in the pot, and then you know have fun through the fall and hope you win money at the end. But I don't think the money is why they do it. Hey, one way to get money is by refinancing your house if you have a house. That sounds like a great idea. And I think I have just the guy to do that for you, and that would be David Hall and Hall Financial, right? It's springtime. I, 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 I was going to say, who, pray tell, are you speaking of? But it could only be one person. <laughs> pray tell, knock it off. Um, if you think it might be the time to buy a house, too, the first call you got to make is to Hall Financial because they have a lot of programs right now that can save you money off your rate or even help you with down payment assistance. They have a 1% down program with up to $4,000 in forgivable down payment assistance for qualified buyers. And once again, like you can get equity if you got a house. If you have a lot of bills, too, they can kind of bundle them and maybe get you a better rate. There's a lot of stuff Hall can do to help you organize your loans. So go to uh, mlsoladetroit.com. You can click on the link to get started with Hall and their five-star service, or you can simply call 866 866- Call Hall and make sure you tell them that you heard it here from ML Elric in the Soul of Detroit. And with all that money you saved, maybe do a good investment, right? It's some people want to call that gambling, but it's far it's not as much gambling when you have somebody good on your side. And that person is Luke Nowacki, who knows the market. He loves numbers. This guy loves numbers and he can figure out where to put your money because you got to grow your money or else it doesn't grow and then inflation goes by and it's just a mess. So get your finances. And your future goals, get them all in a all in a row. What do they say? Ducks in a row, ducks in a line. What's the saying? You guys are That's writers. Synced up swans, I think. Yeah, is sync up the your swans. Is. There you go. Call Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748 for a consul, a free consultation to see what he can do with you. Once again, 248-663-4748. Because he can't get your car in Mackinac Island. But he can make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. And finally, a big shout out. See, we'll take uh, we'll take ads from uh, from bars and restaurants and the Kaju Cafe. They're the pride of the East Side. If you're looking for live music and Possibly our fearless leader, MLL, Rick. The Cadu is the place to go. Do you have your own stool there? Do you have your own uh, Cliff Clavin stool? 
I like to work around and, and uh, take my talents throughout the vast facility. There's good places to eat and drink inside, outside. There's feather bowling. There's my favorite spot, the garage bar. But there's no, there's no wrong place to be at the Cadu Cafe. The only wrong place to be is not at the Cadu Cafe. Sean, can't you see him being like a Cliff Clavin just sitting there spouting facts about uh, yeah, things people don't care about? I can. Kind of stumped, slumped over. You know, he, he, <laughs> he stands like a question mark sometimes, right? So... I think that'd be uh, so tall. Yeah, exactly. He's too. Yeah, he is very handsome. Look for ML at the Cadu. Uh, Wednesdays is karaoke. Thursdays it's Billy Brandt and the the Sugarees. John Hulk and the Sequins. Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on. Friday there's music too. Liz Laren returns Saturday. More music. It's Cover Boy and Before the Food, which is a Bob or Before the Flood. I'm sorry. See, I messed it up too. ML, just like you. Uh, I was waiting for you to get Eric Grobel's <laughs> Sunday Fun Day Jamboree Hoot Nanny party like your Jameson Williams on Jameson. You nailed it. And every Monday, open Blues Jam and Muscle Madness. All you can eat muscles. For more information on all of it, you can uh, click the link on our site or just simply visit, visit CajuCafe.com. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Is- him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys. Sean, did you come up with a geek of the week? No, you said you did. Oh. It's, not, know, it's just, not my thing. I just wanted to see if you came up with one. Uh, no, uh, no, I don't. I mean, came up with two. I'll let you choose one. Okay. I, I, God, it's not my thing, but go ahead. The first one, it, it's just, this seems to happen all too often. It, and and it, maybe, it's, maybe this is a cop-out by saying all... Uh, politicians and the legislation and executive branch of this government for the whole debt ceiling pissing match that we just had so they could all come out and claim victory over each other while they kind of hold the whole country hostage wondering if we're going to default on loans as a country and send us spiraling into a recession so the federal government's the geek of the week um that was one that was one way i'm leaning specifically biden and mccarthy all right what's what's the other heroes the other is more specific. It's the Florida mom. Mike? <laughs> no. See, is, is he from Florida? Did, did we lose mother? No, he's still here. Okay, good. Are you bored now? He's gonna. No, pull no, it. He's just, gonna pull I'm a Drew and run upstairs. I'm, I'm warming up in the bullpen, unless in case I'm called upon to uh, provide geeks. No, it, it's it's a mom down in Florida, and she made the complaint about that Amanda Gorman, who is a I don't know how old she is now, but she did the Biden inaugural poem poem that bored us all to death well anyway it was in an elementary school and she complained about it so now it is a restricted book in florida and the reason i have a problem with her and why she's my geek of the week is because she admits that i don't even read the poem i only read one part and that's the part i didn't like and i responded to it but because they have a um a law down there where they're very conscious of talking about race and ethnicity that the book has been pulled and she said this is a direct quote i'm not an expert i'm not a reader i'm not a book person i'm a mom involved in my children's education Uh, and, and this is just a divide we see in the country now where for my kids education i want them to be exposed to as much stuff as possible and then we can have a discussion about it as opposed to banning stuff making it seem taboo which for me when i was a kid if something was taboo i was more interested in learning about it and i just hate the fact that she admits i'm not a reader i'm not a book person so i don't want anybody to read this book whatever the book may be 
John? Taboo was my favorite character on Fantasy Island. That was Tattoo, jerk. Oh. Is that not a good? You don't like my geek of the week? I like choices? that. I like that. I no yeah. response. I do no like response it. For you. Je- oh, I, was waiting for, I was waiting for Mike to respond. Sorry. The, this mother also had to um, deny that she knew any of the Proud Boys because she's in photos with Proud Boys and she had an anti Semitic post. So now it's kind of, you know, she's almost getting doxxed, but it's like, just can we all maybe relax and stop banning things or making laws to ban things? What part did she like? What part did she like? Did she say? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a book person. I don't read. You know, with the exception of me, I think it's a good rule that if you really don't like things and people, it usually means you're a terrible person yourself. I like the way he said, with the exception of me. <laughs> By of the course. way, I just accidentally... I'm just sick of banning a lot of things. As I noted at the top of the show, I'm sitting in Mike's seat. I just accidentally put my lips on the microphone. Does that mean that Mike and I just kissed? No, because I used it last, so now I'm gonna, it makes me ill. Okay. Okay. Sure. Hard Gross. out. Gross. <laughs> I'm very excited for this room 7609. Because Drew's back? Drew is back. No longer bored. He loves music. I wanted him to pick the new wave uh, deep cut. Is that how you explain it, ML? Who's still here? I am. I thought you had to be somewhere at noon. Undiscovered gems. I didn't know he was going to be present for this. I didn't. He was supposed to be gone at noon. We can't get rid of him. I'm 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 uh I'm leaving now. My presence is no, neither appreciated nor wanted. That's <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm back home. Well, I just I'm gonna get busted immediately. No, you're not. I okay. can just you want me just to can, disconnect can, him? Can you play? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna like my pick. Oh, I, he's gonna hate it. We'll love it. Sean's um, gonna love it. Can you play a, a little piece of Al Green's "Take Me to the River"? Al Green wrote this song back in the early '70s. It's a great. Beautiful song. And if, if you don't love Al Green, I don't think you've heard Al Green. ML, you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Al Green is awesome. In fact, you know, I just was reading something about Cat Stevens. He wrote a song that, um, God, I can't remember the name of it now, that, that so many more people have turned into The first cut hit. is the deepest. The first yes, cut. Yes, that's it. Yes. I, I, it. I never knew Cat Stevens did that. I didn't either. I just found that out myself. This is Al Green. Love you like I do. All the changes that Little you funky R&B. Used all my money in my cigarettes. Well, and I haven't seen how I have you yet. Wait for the love. Johnny, are you in? Oh, I love Al Green. This is the best song we've ever played in the show. <laughs> there it is. Well... When I first got into new wave music at WVT in Blacksburg, Virginia, the student station, one of the first tracks I just fell in love with was the Talking Heads version of Take Me to the River, which is so absolutely... Wait! 180 <laughs> talking heads. I knew we were going to have talking heads. I knew oh, my no God. Escape. And I didn't do it. This is unbelievable. It Fabulous. also has a really long intro, so we can talk over it. ML can object if his mic is still up. What so an incredible version of this. And the live version, 
might be even better. David Byrne and Talking Heads, Take Me to the River, Room 7609.
what a what an excellent excellent choice that's just uh, the best choice ever but somehow mike knew that would be the choice maybe not that specific <laughs> song but that band <laughs> he almost willed it as such and i gotta tell you and it didn't know, come from me mark it didn't come from sean it didn't come from me i all i asked drew was hey do you want to do 7609 and he picked that song and i just started laughing because i knew how much sean would enjoy it i knew how much you would hate it and frankly i just love that song i think i like it better than the al green version i think i do too do you re- really more than the Al Green version? I do. Sometimes I like the original, like Gladys Knight and the Pips with, uh, oh, not what what the, I heard it through the Grapevine. Grapevine, yeah. As compared to Marvin Gaye's, which I love Marvin Gaye's too, but Gladys Knight and the Pips just has this. Sort I of, prefer the California Raisins version. Oh, okay, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> do you know any of that? The California Raisins you took the that wore the sunglasses <laughs> mid eighties, yeah, when they covered it. Do you that remember was- the Far Side cartoon and the uh, somebody's eating the California Raisins and spitting out the sunglasses? <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, that was my first exposure to that song, though. Was the California Raisins? I'm like, oh wait, this is a real song. I just remember a whole pile of sunglasses and they're spitting them. <laughs> Such a subversive thing. Thoughts, ML? I can never leave. Okay. The, the minute, the minute. I turn my back. The wait, talking heads enter the room. Wait, yes. wait till you're in Scotland. I know. We got to pick two more talking head songs. We're not taking a break at all. Or are we filling in for the next two weeks? Yeah, yeah. And we have so a, he gets to take a break, but we don't. Is yeah. that how it works? Well, I've taken a break, but yeah, we this is some break. <laughs> it's a working. I'm break. submitting the mileage. We will have a a different special guest next week too. Is that a tease? <sighs> it's a good tease. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, All that's right. a great treat. That's right. a great tease. Well, great we, song. Thank you. Thank I know you. We did uh, one piece of feedback earlier, uh, but there is some more here. Um, wow, this was a, this one's from Susan Wang. I know we had a Susan Wang listening to us. Um, hello, I've always liked what you've shared on Facebook, but we are not friends. I tried to send your friends request, but I did not succeed. Do you mind trying it from you? <laughs> I am happy to be friends with you. If you think this information is embarrassing, please forgive me. Thanks. That's the kind of feedback we get. Spam from Susan Wang. Yeah, I think the three Wangs in the studio right now are enough. I I know a person, and I swear I get emails from this person's email account that says, um, hey, here's that photo you sent me. I can't open it. Click on this link. A total phishing scam. And this person repeatedly clicks on stuff that sends out these emails and I don't know how to get them to stop doing it. And his last name is Mazaway. Oh, jeez. I can't... I don't know why he's getting fished so much and clicking on these links, but I don't know. Uh, Perhaps if you put some free tickets in his hand, he wouldn't be able to manipulate the keyboard. He's always... He'll find a way to always be on his phone. You know that. Um, We got an apology last week from... Um, I can't remember his name, the one who sent me the whole box score about the soccer game from Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and he By said, the way, uh, that was voted one of the best games of the season by the uh, soccer folks at the Guardian. Oh, really? So he's not he's not alone in, in admiring well, no, that Fort, performance on the pitch. Yeah, a comeback when you're down 4 nothing on aggregate, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if that means anything to anybody else, but because he said... I didn't think my box score report would make the podcast. I was just reaching out to fellow soccer fans, which, you know, that that's what it's like when you're a fan of something and you look for anybody to talk to about it. Uh, for me, it usually happens with TV because I watch a lot of TV shows and I can't get anybody else to talk to me about them. Excuse me. Well, you don't watch Barry, which is rap. But I've, I've got to watch it. Um, so we can talk about it. Have you watched uh, Bad Sisters? 
I have. Have you really? Yeah. Did you like that? I did. Bad Sisters is on Apple TV Plus. I love Sharon uh, Horgan. Yes. She's fabulous. Yeah, and she was the executive producer of this show, and it's about um, you know five sisters that are very very tight, and one of them has the I, I've described this person as the worst character in TV history. The husband, JP. Oh. In the opening scene, you know that he's dead. And oh. there's flashbacks and flash forwards as to... Mummy. Why did he die? <laughs> it's, he is the worst character on television. Now, the youngest sister, uh, I think the character's name is Megan, has a very famous father. Did you know that? No, I did not. That's Bono's daughter. Oh, yeah, I did know that. I, I did know that. You're and right. there's another character on there, one of the um, investigators for the insurance, who has a very famous father as well, in Brendan Gleeson. Who I know all three of us love, Brennan Gleason. No, absolutely. By the way, Sharon Horgan is in another show called Catastrophe, which is really fun. Have you seen that? No, I have not. She's in um, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret. Very underrated comedy. Yeah, no. she. Just look up many, most things she's in. She's great. See, I'm glad I found someone to talk to about that show, but I find that it Lo- happens. Love Bad Sisters. Mike's not watched it? I would assume he's it's too new. Uh, oh. Little known fact, the original name of this podcast was going to be Catastrophe, but it was already taken. How long have you been sitting on that one? Uh, you only minutes. mentioned it eight seconds ago. Three so minutes. Pretty fast. <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> ML, where can everybody send feedback to? Uh, ML Soul of Detroit at gmail.com. That's M L S O U L O F D E T R O I T at gmail. And um, while you're online, feel free to go to the website, ML Soul of Detroit.com, to send a donation. Brian um, sent a very, very generous one to which we described him. Uh, in glowing terms, and he wrote back, Bedrock Pillar and an Angel. Ugh. How about just Grateful Fan? Keep up the work, fellas. So thank you, Bryant. Just, yeah, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the listeners and the sponsors. So once again. And Michael, Michael sent some dough too. What? We appreciate that. Oh, he did? He did send some dough. It was supposed to be, if I'm, if I'm matching up the donation with the Facebook post, it's supposed to be used spe- specifically and explicitly. For beer, and I'm proud to say that I have already uh, undertaken that endeavor. And, um, and one f- with alacrity. Just you. Well, you know, I tried. So the beer was just example. for you, Mark? Is that is that what's happening here? It was just for Mike? I guess so. Okay. <laughs> and uh, one uh, final notice. This is uh, the show notes sent uh, from AI. We used AI for the show notes today, Sean. Let's see how this went. Uh, Sean is late. Sean wants the show to wrap up. Sean doesn't like the song. Sean has to pee. Sean says nothing interesting on Carlos and Sean this week. Now, I got to say, AI is wrong because um, technically you were on time. Uh, you haven't complained about the show not wrapping up. You did like the song, and you didn't go upstairs to pee. So, What's the difference this week? He's not here. Oh, I, I didn't want to say that. This is the, the opposite of Sean. Dave. Wait a second. He brought, in the Car- he brought in the Carlos... He did. What do you guys so, talk? What, what's going on with the Carlos and Sean podcast this week? Oh, probably some tigers. How about that? What a salesman! It's it's uh, yeah, it's fabulous. Are you on board with the, these? The, there were six minutes of tigers talk last week. Apparently, some restaurants closing or something. Yeah, Carlos wanted to talk about Angelos last week. I couldn't escape it. He said he texted <laughs> me before the podcast and he said, "I've got the menu ready. I've got a bunch of questions." Oh my god! That, that Angelos uh, column is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I know not because of you, but just in general. Um, it it was. It was, and people should. It really was a good episode, and not just because my athletic prowess was referenced on several occasions, but. 
because it felt to me like listening to our show. You mean the back and forth and so forth? No, I mean, it's like one guy takes over and just keeps talking about something. And, and it's like, okay, we need to move on to something else. And then somebody says something and says, okay, I, I don't want to keep talking about that other subject, but I do need to mention one more thing. I took a break, Mark. I took a break, wrapped up that segment. But there was one last thing I wanted to say, so I started the next segment with it, and then I went on to the Tigers. Yeah, who does that here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the irony was as delicious as anything ever served at Angelo's. Oh, it was a pro- it was a problem because I didn't want to really talk about Angelo's at all, and um, but I'm the I'm the one that wrote the column. I'm the, I'm the one that cooked there, and he kept asking questions, and yeah. Well, the other thing AI said is that uh, Sean tries to summon Cyrus, so. That hasn't happened yet either. So this is all Mike just feeding in notes, right? No, but it was also a cue for you to summon Cyrus. No, it was AI. Wait AI. a second. And this is this is this is a hopeful note for us because AI is not infallible. There no, you no. Well, you but you are right. So and you're AI. So that's a good, well. That's there's a difference between AI and ML. That's kind of a meta, <laughs> metaphysical little fun meta meta thing there. No, we want to we want to summon Cyrus, but can we just say can we thank Mike real quick for joining us? Yeah, from the road? a lot longer than I thought you were going to be. So yeah. thank you. No, that was fun. Thanks for thanks for <laughs> hanging around and enjoy your time. Blessing you with uh, blessing us. Thank you. Do, do guests of ML Soul of Detroit still get a 12-pack of Altus? Are you technically yep. a guest? Yep. yep. Uh, ML Elric will deliver that to you. Yeah. Oh, sh- on a bike. On a bike. <laughs> up in Mackinac. All right. Good luck bike, up there, man. Bike brought to me by, uh, lent to me by my good friend, Louie, the king of Mackinac Island. So always nice There's to... There's a plug. Did you get it for to, free? Uh, Louie is... Uh, this guy knows Great Turtle Island like the back of his hand. What was and, the uh, question? Form, no, just say, did you get it for free? Adore. That wasn't and, the question. Uh, has this is this bike is ready for any What's any the, situation? What, what, yeah. Do I need to send you an air check of that so you get the bike for free? Uh, possession is nine tenths of the law. Hey, my man, thanks for uh, joining us. Have a great, great time in Scotland, right? Uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'll be heading off where we're going to celebrate my twenty fifth anniversary. Um, uh, one of us is going to celebrate, it and and <laughs> just gonna ask that. it's going to be. It's going to be a great time for me and uh, a lot of bartenders. And um, and I'll be checking in. But, uh, oh, I look but yeah, forward to thanks, that. everybody, for listening. Thanks for Drew for sitting in. Hopefully, we've introduced some people, this Drew Lane fellow. Uh, if you haven't heard he's him before, he's places. got his own podcast. Yeah, yeah. he's going places. Uh, yeah. The Drew and Mike podcast is pretty good. Sounds uh, sounds great, my man. It was fun today. And uh, we'll talk to you. What He's going to check in from Scotland, right, Mark? Uh, yeah, we're going to make him. All right. We look forward to that check-in. Until then, Mark, this was a blast. Uh, who do we need to talk to? Cyrus. Take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? All those who have discovered the island have never been seen again. The island the super thriller from the author of the Kwame Sutra The Island only on the soul of Detroit <laughs>